Welcome to The Neighbor Next Door, a podcast where we invite awesome neighbors to join us on our front porch to share stories and tips for being a good neighbor so that we can learn from them and be inspired by them. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, and uh, this week is kind of a unique week uh, here on the front porch. Uh, We're going to interrupt our normal schedule, so to speak, uh, because of the coronavirus pandemic that's going on. And uh, we're going to have a little bit of a discussion around what it means to be a good neighbor in the context of the coronavirus. Um, So, because this is really a neighboring tip, I'm joined on the front porch by uh, Christopher Swanson. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, (laughs) always a joy to be on the front porch, though a little more somber today, for sure. (laughs) That's right, that's right. Uh, As well as uh, uh, my my colleague and neighboring, Adam Barlow-Thompson. Hello, good neighbors. Welcome to the front porch where we all sit six feet away from each other. <laughs> See, so here's the thing, listener. Uh, we, before we started, we were like, because we, we are, as you know, super jokey. Uh, like, we always uh, go for the joke. <laughs> no, that was a perfect lead in because, so we're just naturally joyful people, but also this is pretty serious. And so we're trying to find that balance of, Talking about this thing that is serious in the context of neighboring and like not cracking jokes that mm-hmm. are that mm-hmm. cross that line. Um, right. So, yeah. But it is tough. I mean, yesterday I wrote a blog post that was called Neighboring During a Global Pandemic. And I was like, is this title like, is it too like clickbaity? And then I was like, <laughs> right. But actually, that's really what's happening, right? I mean, I'm you're not, just you're using well-defined terms yeah, there. That's, that's yeah, really yeah. what it is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we're gonna just dig into this a little bit. And I mentioned uh, Christopher's here, and Christopher comes on to do neighboring tips that are practical steps of things that we can do. And so uh, he had the idea to get this ball rolling. And uh, so Christopher. Tell us what the neighboring tip is that you're you're bringing in this time. Yeah, yeah. So the one we kind of thought up for this week was brainstorm ways you can be a good neighbor during this coronavirus pandemic, and then pick one of these ways and do it this week. Okay, so tell us what, what you envision. Yeah. So um, going into this tip, obviously, we've been hearing a lot um, about coronavirus. We've been hearing a lot from different neighbors, um, different people that have been asking us, how do we remain connected and kind of um, continue to get to know our neighbors and foster relationships with our neighbors in the midst of this time where we're being encouraged to kind of socially isolate a bit more. And We've, in the midst of this time, been hearing a ton of different stories from people and ways that they've been doing this, and it's been really, really inspiring for us. And we've also just been kind of brainstorming ways like, yeah, how 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 does this look? And how do we take this seriously? How do we take um, helping do our part to stop the spread of coronavirus, but also remain fostering relationships with our neighbors? And so I was kind of thinking about that and then also thinking about The tip that, or the episode that we released last week was an episode with Justin Moore, who is a researcher and physician. And in that, he talks about the contrast between social isolation and loneliness. They're not the same thing. And social isolation 
can present certain conditions that lead to loneliness, but it does not imply loneliness and it does not mean that there has to be loneliness involved. And so I was kind of thinking about that and thinking about this time and that we all might have to be a little bit more socially isolated just to help stop the spread of coronavirus. But that does not mean that we all can't interact with each other. And it certainly doesn't mean that anyone has to be lonely throughout this time. And so I was kind of thinking about that and then thinking about different ideas to help encourage people and continue to foster relationships with our neighbors. Yeah. And I think that's one of the I think that's one of the reasons that this episode is important. I was thinking about Mr. Rogers' comment that like whenever you're scared and there's a tragedy, mm-hmm. um, the way to overcome your fear is to look for the heroes. And I didn't look up that quote, but that's the gist of it. Right. Um, right. I think on the helpers. Look for the helpers. Look for the helpers. That's a good word. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when you're frightened and there's a tragedy unfolding, look for the helpers. There's always helpers. And that's what we've really been doing and and people have shared with us these stories of right. here are the helpers and here's what it's looked like when they've been helping and so so yeah so adam i you you started the blog uh yeah. gathering up some of these things so i think i'd love to share some of those stories so we just started hearing lots of these great stories of people trying to figure out ways to creatively neighbor in this kind of new circumstance and uh i was trying to think of what we should write. And I finally was like, I'm going to stop trying to come up with something on my own and just share what everybody else is already doing. Cause there's lots of people who are finding innovative ways to do this. So, um, there is a blog post on neighboringmovement.org called neighboring during a pandemic. And it just is, and I'm, I've been updating it as I get new ideas. And so just check it out and see what's going on. It's just kind of a long list of little, most of them include a link to another story or a Facebook post or something like that. Um, so there's the the story that maybe you've heard about Italians singing from their balconies as they've been locked in their homes, which I think is just a great, it, uh, the visual of it is great. If you watch any of the videos that oh, are out yeah. there, it's pretty overwhelming. Like it's, it makes me emotional just watching it because it's yeah. just, it's just like a great story of like human resilience mm-hmm. um, in the midst of all this. There's a, a note from a, a pastor who'd been through one of our Good Neighbor Experiment cohorts, actually, who basically he created a, a little note that he passed to all of his neighbors and it included their information and said, hey, like, we don't know how this is going to play out. And we wanted to make sure you were able to contact us if you needed anything. Mm-hmm. And so and they're you know, a younger family. And so they, they felt less vulnerable than maybe some, some of their neighbors. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if they needed a neighbor needed to run to the grocery store, they volunteered that they would be willing to do that. Um, And one of the things that that happened out of that is had this great conversation with this guy about abundance, relationship, and joy, which are our kind of cornerstones of neighboring. And how do we do those things when, at face, those words become kind of complicated right now. Mm-hmm. Like how, like the only time I've been hearing the word abundance lately is abundance of caution. <laughs> right. Right. That, that's not yeah. really what we meant by right. abundance. No. And I was thinking of the scarcity of toilet paper. The right? scarcity like of a, toilet really paper. Hearing right. More yeah. scarcity. Than yeah. And like relationship. Sure. But like from over there and yeah, and there's like joy is harder to find at the moment. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. And so we just started kind of having a conversation about, that and saying you know i think part of what we're trying to do is 
remember that our neighbors are a support and not a threat, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and that takes a, di- that takes some intentionality when there's a lot of fear in the world mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Um, so there's some other great things on there. Uh, there's one of my favorites. There's a couple more that I won't name them all, but because you got to go read the blog, obviously. So, mm, yeah. um, <laughs> yes. but one of my favorites was today's. The, as we're recording this, is St. Patrick's Day, mm-hmm. and there's a family with young kids who decided to have a St. Patrick's Day festival at their house, yeah. but from a distance. And so they ask all of their neighbors, and I haven't updated the post to include what they ended up doing today, oh, okay. but they ask all of their neighbors to cut out shamrocks and hide them in their front windows or in their front gardens. Oh, And then yeah. the kids can walk up and down the street and try to find how many shamrocks are out. Mm. And then they can take pictures and send them to their neighbor and say, we found this many. Did you, how many did you hide? Right. So it's like an interactive way without really, you know, having to be in the same room ever even to stay connected and to use your neighbors as a source of connect. I mean, like that's entertainment. It's fun. Mm -hmm. It's like, helps me remember that I'm not alone in my house scrolling through Facebook about all of these terrible, scary stories that are out there. Yeah. Which is, tempting to do Very. right now mm-hmm. so it, yeah so go check that out it's on again neighboringmovement.org one of the things that's come um from my mom actually um my sister goes to school in ireland and she's been having a a whole saga to get home basically. And, uh, it's been a pretty stressful time for my mom and, um, for my sister as well. And, um, in the midst of that, my mom's neighbor called her up and, um, she had heard about the situation. She knew my sister went to school in Ireland. And so she called my mom just to kind of check in and see how she was doing and, uh, how she was feeling. And then uh, she ended the call by saying, well, go out on your front porch in a few minutes. I have, I'll have something for you. And my mom was like, okay. And so she went out to her front door a few minutes later and the neighbor had delivered an entire bouquet of flowers. Mm-hmm. And it was just, I mean, it had a note and just said, I've been, you know, thinking about you and I'm sorry, things have been stressful and I hope your daughter comes home soon. And it was just a really sweet gesture that even if we can't, you know, sometimes have these face-to-face conversations or we want to kind of discourage that during this time, that she could still deliver flowers. She could still leave a note. Mm-hmm. And it was such a sweet and meaningful thing for my mom in the midst of a somewhat stressful time. So yeah, that was, that was really sweet. Hmm. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. It's very cool. Very cool. So those helpers are out there and, and right. it's cool to see people who have been, uh, who have been intentional about strengthening the social fabric in their communities. And this is, like if it's there, you can it, it can actually get stronger because this will be the story that we tell, right? When those kids are mm-hmm. adults and they'll be like, "Remember that time there was a pandemic, and then we played the shamrock game in everybody's front yards, and they right. and fifteen right. years later they still play it, right?" Yeah. Or I mean, <laughs> right. who knows? That's right? their like St. Patrick's Day tradition, now, yeah, right. you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and like your mm-hmm. mom and that neighbor, right? Like now they have a very specific and powerful story of a connection that happened. With the time that we have left, let's let's talk about some ideas. Yeah, um, yeah. And 
I mean, I think of this as brainstorming. For sure. Right? So... And the thing about brainstorming is not every idea is a great one. It's like sometimes <laughs> an idea gets lobbed out there and you're like, well, you know, on second thought, maybe not. But, right. Uh, so let's... And, and I think that's a good note because like it is hard to like reprogram your brain to yeah. function right now. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, that'd be a good idea. But then you think through it and you're like, oh, but that actually is going to include right. having to share germs in this particular way or that I didn't think of. Or you read the next article right. the CDC right. and it's like, oh, wait, it lives for this long on that surface? Oh, yeah, yeah, right. I shouldn't be right. touching that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so just to say, like, if you go use one of our ideas, like, check it with the CDC. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> That's true. I'm sure yes. that if they'll take your call to just, <laughs> right. is right. this neighboring tip okay? <laughs> but don't do anything that, you know, you feel like may put you in danger or some, sure. someone else in danger. That's so. right. Definitely err on the side of not. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. So, yeah. So, you've got a brainstorm list? For sure. Yeah, yeah. So, because the, the, the tip is to brainstorm different ways that we can be a good neighbor during this time, um, I kind of came up with a few and sort of grouped them into various categories. Um, a lot of them revolve around just maintaining contact with your neighbors. And how does that look in this time? Well, you can still interact face-to-face. Your faces might have to be a little bit farther apart from each that's other right, than normal right. at least six feet that's right at least six feet <laughs> but you can still you know ring a neighbor's doorbell and then run down to the sidewalk or you know a little ways away from their front porch and have a conversation that way mm-hmm. um you can gather contact information for your neighbors and then text or call them i think that's a really great thing to do during this time especially with neighbors who might be more vulnerable to this if you have uh, older folks on your block or Mm -hmm. folks that have kind of pre-existing medical conditions i think it's it will be really important to check in with them and really good to check in with them and that they would appreciate that so you can do that you can deliver notes like my mom's neighbor did um so that was kind of one area um i think there's a lot to be said around remaining connected to your larger communities as well um, so even just thinking about how this is the this pandemic is affecting everyone and it's connect it's it's affecting all neighborhoods uh, not just your own so to be able to keep thinking about that and reading articles about that and then I think just keeping up to date with the, the different things that are going on um, sharing information being a part of maybe online groups in your city or other um, groups if you're a part of online groups already to be able to just kind of keep connected in that way so you know what's going on around uh, around you if you're not able to kind of get out and about as much as you normally do mm-hmm. um, and then I would also I think there's um, I think a really cool thing to do would also be to engage more in sharing and borrowing and bartering with your neighbors and um, so if you have a lot of food you're able to go to the grocery store recently and you're able to make food that's great a lot of your other neighbors might not have been able to do that or maybe they've gone to the grocery store but what they wanted to get was gone right that's something we've yeah we've been (laughs) discovering um if you have an abundance of that thing then we would encourage you to to reach out to your neighbors and share that say i made a bunch of soup does anyone want any and i'm sure that will be appreciated and i think that'll I mean, it goes back to the idea of the norms of reciprocity that we've talked about. Yes. But doing that encourages that to continue happening on your block. And um, and if you offer something, then it's, it's, I would say it's probable that another neighbor will be like, oh, I actually have a ton of toilet paper. Does anyone else need any? Or, mm, right. you know, that sort of thing. One, um, of, one of Prescott's favorite, my son's favorite games is to when we pretend like 
I'm I own a grocery store and he has to come and shop. Yes. And so we were playing it this morning and the grocery store was out of toilet paper today. Oh. <laughs> and the imaginary was that your idea game or his. Oh, it was totally my idea. Yeah. I'm leaning into it. He's like, "Okay. I wasn't going to buy that anyways." <laughs> In our imaginary game, he usually buys toys. <laughs> right. Right. That's his kind of grocery store. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. He's like, "Oh, you carry toilet paper here?" I didn't even know. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh man. Um and then I think uh, the last kind of area I would touch on is I would also suggest experimenting with different ways to continue to create spaces of connection. So you might not be able to do the normal block party right now, but you can still gather with more of a distance in mind. And again, it goes back to some of the stories that we've heard of neighbors staying on their porches, but still having a sort of party or festival, neighbors singing to each other from their porches. That all still creates that same sort of connectedness and togetherness and it's kind of like throwing a block party just doing it farther apart and so i guess i would encourage to think about ways that you might be able to do that or i think sometimes and we've talked about this in this podcast there are certainly advantages to doing things online at this point so if you have any groups or existing associations that you can possibly transition to an online forum then i think that's a good thing to consider Um, we do talk about that there are certainly elements of the face-to-face interaction that are lost in that medium. But um, we know that this is a, a, a kind of an outlier and it, it's right. not going to last forever that, that you can do this. And so, um, I mean, yeah. it, and I've had lots of people say like, we use this as a moment to form our blocks, email chain or Facebook group right. or text group chat chat or whatever. And it just, it feels even more natural than it would on any normal occasion because That's people true. are like, yeah, like that makes sense now. Right. Like right now I do need to know your number, you know? Right, mm-hmm. right. And so if you know one of your neighbor's phone number or your Facebook friends with one of them, this is the time to start that group chat and, yeah. and have that going. So... The reality is we are recording this a week before it will be released and information is changing very rapidly right now. That is so, very true. you know, if anything that you're hearing when you're listening to this is different than what we're saying, yeah. then go with what you're listening to. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We become antiquated in a week. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's true. what it takes right now. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> And I think this is a good time to name as well. Like, and we named this in the blog. We are certainly not experts on this. So we (laughs) would suggest going to the CDC website. We would suggest looking at those reliable, accurate sources because yeah, this will be, some of these things might not be a good idea, honestly, by Sunday. Who knows? Right. Yeah. I genuinely did not know you were supposed to wait 20 seconds while washing your hands. That seems crazy. Yeah, everyone's been talking about that. It's a yeah. long time. It really is a long time. Yeah. And I'm realizing I've based, if that's what washing your hands is, I've never washed my hands. <laughs> Have you ever even showered? <laughs> just like, just, just 35 years of grime and dirt. 30, 36 years. I forgot how old I am. There, but yeah. Wow. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe we should end now. I just feel like uh, it's worse, yeah. Yeah. Going downhill. No, we're all learning things, that's for sure. That is true. That is true. <laughs> all right. Well, um 
you know, I think uh, I want to echo on the blog. We want to hear your stories of For being sure. a helper, of being a neighbor in this context. And so mm-hmm. if you have stories, please share them. Let us know. Send us an email or um, message us through Facebook or even on our post or um, for heaven's sakes, feel free to fax me because I love getting faxes. <laughs> that's right. Um, His yeah. fax number is on the website. <laughs> I mean, and that's it the is. thing. Like, even if like the internet goes down, Matt will be fine. That's right. He's gonna have he's gonna have meetings via fax. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh! <laughs> There's slow meetings, but uh, <laughs> but but they still happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, hopefully, this episode has been both helpful and also helped you chuckle a little bit. Um, so yeah. So thanks for listening. Thanks for the work that you're doing in your community, in your neighborhood, and um, yeah, happy neighboring. Happy neighboring. Happy neighboring. Now wash your hands.